Hello and welcome to the Drive Time Pod. This is a show where we talk about things that we like. And we as being white bitches. Uh... <laughs> I'm Mariah. I'm Corey. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. And this week we're talking about my favorite human, besides the two lovely ladies I talk to all the time, Andrew Hosier Burn. You may know him as Hosier. And y'all, I am tired. I am tired. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so excited to talk about Hosier. I love the guy. He's great. Um, what are we all drinking, everybody? I'm oh. drinking a grapefruit seltzer. It's not great, but it's fine. I have water. Corey. I'm so proud. Can you believe that? Corey. I have your water. liver thanks you. <laughs> holy shit i i am also drinking water but that's just because i'm so sunburned (laughs) i know it is so freaking hot and it's so hot like i know it is just okay this sounds i i people who live in like the south and stuff don't don't come at me but it was like 25 percent humidity today Mm-hmm. And like ninety degrees, which is, which is so unheard of. Horrible, yeah. Here. here, like our humidity ranges between five to ten percent on yep. average, always. And so, like twenty five percent or whatever. Oh my gosh, you're dying. Oh no, dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. So plus, yeah. I'm staying with my parents again, and they do not have air conditioning, so we are living off fans. Yeah. Praying, yeah, plus praying. We're so freaking close to the sun uh-huh. Uh-huh. that it feels hotter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's scientifically correct. Yep, I'm totally 100. I'm pretty right. certain I got a sunburn <laughs> driving today. So oh, I've done that. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's not cute. It's not cute. Mm-mm. So um, anyway, to get back to uh, what we're talking about here, um, <laughs> can you all just? My first question is, who the fuck? Mm-hmm. Who is? <laughs> who is I this? Like... Besides the guy that Mariah's obsessed with. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, if like, <laughs> see, because like, it's really funny to me because people are like, oh, I like, oh yeah, take me to church. Uh, I love them, and I'm like, you do realize it's like a a dude. It's one, it's one dude. person. It's uh-huh. one guy. Yeah. And they yeah. don't know how to pronounce his name. So, um, Corey, please tell me how you have pronounced his name in past. Because oh. it's always so good. Every it's time. always wrong. It's always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hoosier. Mm-hmm. Hoosier. Hosier. Hosier. <laughs> who's your daddy? And sometimes I'll just go for it. I'll just uh-huh. be like, you know, who's your daddy? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Which he say I really daddy. I I think I literally called him Hosier. Ho nope, Hosier with Ho no, I always have to do the thing. I know you do. It's <laughs> <laughs> so uh for people who don't know, he says get co- cozier with Hosier and that's how you know how to say his name. So I think I always thought it was Hoosier. Hosier. 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 Everybody yeah. a lot of people say Hosier in the States. Yeah. Um, Which I it- mean like yeah, it it's fine. When you find out though that he's Irish, that name still doesn't look. But he's it's an Irish name apparently. It's actually um or it's, it, 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 I mean it's like 
it is an Irish name, but like it's an Irish by way of France name. Yeah, which then my French brain looks at it and gets confused. Right, so everybody then I does. Just can't ever, I can't <laughs> yeah. ever say it. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so it, let me just like tell you, tell you who this guy is. So, um, he's Irish. He's mm-hmm. from Bray, which is a seaside town. Who knows? Um, he, he, <laughs> I've never been to Ireland. It's apparently very beautiful. Mm-hmm. My, right. favorite, go. my favorite thing in the entire world is this bastard, this Irish bastard. <laughs> his birthday's on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just everything to me. And also, he's kind of like got this, if you know anything about Hosier, if you don't know anything about Hosier, it's always just like so crazy to people. They're like, wait, he's how old? Because mm-hmm. he's only, as of recording, he's only 30. Right. Which means he wrote Take Me to Church in 2013 when he was 23. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He is two months older than me. That's ridiculous. Like, and the amount of things that he has done in his life. Oh yeah. 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 He's also two feet taller than you. Hey. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> but true. Six foot five. I'm five foot three. So, so not two feet. But a good, good, a good. We would look very foot. silly in the same room together, is what you're saying. Yes. If I, I ever were to meet him at a meet and greet, he would have to sit down to look me in the eyes. It's so true. <laughs> um, like, and like, that's an, like, I feel like people don't know that much about him because he's. Like, a very private person. Like, you don't see Hosier in the tabloids doing anything mm-hmm. at all, basically. He he is just, like, a musician. Mm-hmm. That's all he fucking does. Um, yeah. At least professionally. Like, he do, like, it's not part of his brand to cause trouble or be in the public eye all the time. He's, like, a very private guy, which is super great. Um, but because of that, mm-hmm. there's just... You just... This knowledge of the fact that he's a 30-year-old literal goddamn giant (laughs) is just, like, not in the public conscience. And I just feel like the first time I found that shit out, I was like, excuse me? He's how old? He's he's what that tall? He's literally a tree that walked out of an Irish bog. It is so real. Like, (laughs) dude. Um... But he some so so just some other things that I feel like are pertinent for people to know about this guy. Um, he is a college dropout <laughs> from Trinity. Yes, which he, is like the um, Ivy League of Ireland. Yeah, um, he was and went Ivy. to yeah he went to college to Trinity College in Dublin and made it barely a year. Um, he was studying music education. He was going to be a music teacher. And then um, he, <laughs> he skipped all of his exams to record demos. And then he was like, that. yeah. <laughs> and then he went to, to Trey. He's like, can I defer? Like, can I take a gap year? And took a gap year. He tried to try, do a gap year at Trinity College. And the board of whatevers were like, you skipped all of your exams. That's going to be a no. And he was like, all right, I guess I'm doing this full time then. And that's what he did. And, um, was just like hanging around until he was like 23, 24, wrote, take me to church. And then 
put it on like SoundCloud or Bandcamp or something. And then mm-hmm. it just got, it just took off because people were sharing it. And then they got put, put on the radio. And mm-hmm. it was the first place it was majorly played on the radio. Does anybody want to take a guess at what the first major radio station or where in the world it was first played to like, like a lot, like first requested? No. What? No. I don't. I okay, don't even know how to answer that question. Okay, so the, so the US? so where in the U.S. though? Because that's correct. Oh, sweet. Five points to Sarah. Ten points if you know Los Angeles. Uh, no, not L.A. New York, Florida, no. Deep South Mississippi Delta. Interesting. Right. Okay. Which is which is so on par with what his, I think his music is. Um, but any in any way, shape, or form, just another couple of things. Uh, he's was raised in as a Quaker, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I um, legitimately, not to be offensive, I honestly didn't know they were still around. Me either. <laughs> like, I, I, I really thought it was like a religion in the 1800s that maybe morphed into like other things. I mm-hmm. didn't realize mm-hmm. that people were still practicing Quakers. And I mean, that's great. I yeah. just had no idea. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. So the thing about the Quakers is that they don't have clergy. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you just, like, go to your society of friends and then you just sit in a circle and look at each other for, like, church. And if anybody is moved to say something, uh, they stand up and say it. Everyone's like, okay, God is speaking through you right now. That's fabulous. And it's, like, a very interesting way of, like, worship that is mm-hmm. very... Uh, socialist i would say it's like uh-huh. Absolutely. yeah like it's super mm-hmm. interesting it's really cool um and it's um a religion the like it, it's a it's a christian religion but it's basically like super pacifist anti-war um and they believe that you can see god in every person which i think i, if, I once i was like oh then that makes sense. Suddenly, like, a bunch of stuff in his music clicked for me. And I was like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so everybody knows Take Me to Church, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Um, where were you when you first heard that song? Um, I'll go first. Okay. I was, so I don't remember the first time I heard it. For sure. But it was through Spotify. um, And it was when I was at UCCS. And. um, But I remember listening to it. And I was in an art class. And we had to do like a drawing every day. And um, so then. And I still have like that sketchbook. And I I have that picture that I drew of Take Me to Church. Hmm. Um, I think I used like my. I think it was the left-hand week that we were supposed to do it, so it's very interesting looking. Um, so, yeah, so I think I was in college when I heard it, and I heard it through Spotify because I was listening to Recommended for You. I think it was that song and, like, James Bay were the two that Ooh, I took yeah. away from that. James oh, Bay. <sighs> yeah, Hosier and James yeah, Bay. Hold Back the River. Oh, like, they, yeah, those yeah, two songs, the like, dropped at the mm-hmm. same time, basically, uh-huh, and yeah. they're both uh-huh. just... Ugh, James Bay. Yep. What a, another talent! I Jesus. Yes. Yes. Ugh. So how did you so, how did you initially feel about that song when you first heard it? 
Sarah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I really in, in, enjoyed it. Um, I don't get as necessarily emotional about songs, I think, as, like, either of you guys do. <laughs> but, I listened, but I listened to it today, again, in preparation, because, you know, mm-hmm. hi, mm-hmm. I'm Sarah. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a song that came out recently in the Christian community that uses the word amen a lot, which then was like, I was like, well, we sing it all the time. What in the world does that word mean? Um, and so, and then it came up in Take Me to Church, and I was like, I, I want to remember what it means and see how it applies then to like the, the lyrics of it. So it means, so be it, which I just thought was really interesting then. When, like, okay. Um, Cause I'm like, why do we say it? You know, like what's the purpose behind it? And that was, it just is really reminiscent when you sing amen of being in church um, as someone who's grown up in church. Mm-hmm. And it definitely seemed, like, conflicted. I had no idea it was about what it's about until someone told me or the internet or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't generally, like, I just listen to it and I memorize lyrics, but I don't pay attention to meanings generally. Um, and I don't, like, I don't question it. I'm like, oh. My mom will be like, what do you think this song is about? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But it's good. Mm-hmm. It's great. I really enjoy it. Same. Yeah. Um, Same. Same. Can't like, relate. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely gets me like, you know, I feel it inside my body when I listen to it. But I've never, it's not one where I'm like, well, in songs in general, I rarely am going to go look up what it means. You know, kind of yeah. a thing. I don't know. This is a very long rambling answer. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> honestly, though, like, I, I feel that like that is you. very apropos for <laughs> for Hosier in particular. Um, but that's just because <sighs> in my head, like, just all of these songs that are, like, they're all so intricate. I, like, the inside of his brain must be something else to see. Like, yeah. I just want to just, like, look inside and see how his fucking brain works. Because <laughs> it, it must be in, like, really... Because he like, seems like a really quiet person, but he clearly has so much to say and do. And it's just uh-huh. like, what? how do you... Your, your personality and the stuff you create just, like, don't match up. And it's just like... So, like, I understand. Like, that's what I feel like this... You're just, like, talking about what is it, the inside of his brain is and i'm like all right that <laughs> at least to me and obviously i don't know the guy but if he listens you should hit us up that'd be mm-hmm. super great mr hosier super right great. i just want to yeah anyway Corey. <laughs> so uh just a little background on me it took me of i think a very like much longer than most people to finally figure out what my music taste was because i went through a very long period of people pleasing and so I mean, I think a lot of people do, but I was legitimately um, Hosier age when I learned. And Hosier's album was one of the first albums that I truly picked for myself. Mm. Um, I And that's his first one, right? Right. Yeah, his self-titled. Um, in 2014, I, I could not tell you. I don't think Take Me to Church is the first song I heard. I think somebody gave me the album or something. 
and because they're like you kind of like indie music and I'm like do I I don't know what I like <laughs> you know like I legitimately yeah. <laughs> you know whatever and um I stuck this album in and I at the time had been making these really long car rides and so I put it in in my car and just I remember like sobbing on the interstate because the music was so good like I didn't even hear what the words were but the music was like in my soul <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I know sounds whatever but so this is um I don't know I just I always loved him from the start and his music just spoke to me and when you learn that he's really cerebral and very smart <laughs> humble brag but I'm <laughs> smart so I feel like sometimes you go okay like like attracts like and maybe I I appreciate his music for a reason you know Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to just put on blast. Mariah could not stand me listening to this album. Um, <laughs> really? I remember that differently. But... You would tell me things like, "Well, we can listen to Jackie and Wilson." No. Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> I will admit. I will admit that I was like, "Oh, that's okay." Uh-huh. The first time I listened to it. Uh I just wasn't in the right space, you know? So that is the thing. I feel like his music, you have to be, like, having a bit of an existential crisis. It is a mood. Yes. And I, in 2014, I was graduating college and had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And was, like, literally staring into the black abyss of where do I go from here? I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent in three months. You know? And so his album... You know, it was great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so like, take me to church. <laughs> wasn't the first song that you listened to? Is what that, that's what you're saying? Yeah, I don't. I because you just put on you just put on the self titled, and just like went with it. Um, but I think somebody played, and I'm actually I think I heard either Jackie and Wilson. Or Which from is... Eden mm-hmm, mm-hmm. first. Um, it also Foreigners God. Oh my God! Oh my God! We're Which gonna is talk so good. But I listeners because like, I remember <laughs> listening and thinking this person is either religious or hates the Catholic Church, and I can't tell. Turns out <laughs> the latter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so I know "Take Me to Church" wasn't the first song I heard, um, but yeah. Oh my god! So, um, the first time I listened to this dude, this mother mother trucker, uh, Corey just called me in the middle of my commute and was like, "Have you listened to Hoosier yet?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like no i don't listen to the indiana hoosiers what do you do that's a football team right right she was like no 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 the song take me to church have you heard it and i was like no i haven't and i literally had just dropped my apple music and i had just gotten spotify Mm -hmm. literally maybe a week before this happened and i think it was like it was like my second year teaching and I was doing long drives and she was like, just listen to this whole soundtrack. And I was like, I was like, okay, this music's pretty good. This music's pretty good. Um, but the song that I like, take me to church. It's good. It is not my favorite Hozier song. It is not my favorite. 
However, mm-hmm. that being said, there's a reason it is so famous, and it's because mm-hmm. it is technically a like perfect pop song. Like, yeah, like um, aside from the fact that it is uh, so fucking ridiculously deep for a pop song other than that like it's incredible um but that's not the song that i listened to for literally five years straight like it didn't listen to any other hosier song was um jackie and wilson which is in my top five favorite songs of all time um Mm -hmm. possibly number one Mm -hmm. because i've literally every single playlist i i make Jackie Wilson somehow like gets on there like, <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. like it's it's very strange um I just identified so much with that song also the fact that like all of his songs on the first album and generally all of his songs are very like slow meaningful intense that one is so peppy compared to everything else he does so like that's why I really like really liked it the first time, um, but yeah. it's so good. So just so we can just re- like his so- can we just like talk about his style real quick? Yeah, are you ready for what Spotify classifies him as? Please tell me. So if you look up one of his albums, then you know how you scroll to the very bottom and it's like playlists that have this or you might also like mm-hmm. acoustic grit. Ooh. <laughs> right. Which I okay. So, All right. I'm like not it's not wrong. Okay. I feel but, like I mean that's not wrong. I also think his first album and his second album, which yes, he only has two, are very different styles. So different. Um so, so this is what is listed under his first album, the self-titled. But if the self-titled I go, is acoustic grit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but if you go to Wasteland Baby, Roots Rising, uh huh, Totally Stress Free, Acoustic Grit, Retro Pop, or mm-hmm. Chill Pop. Oh, or Southern Gothic. <gasps> that one, that one checks out. Right? That checks out to me. Um, so, yeah. Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, how would you describe his style, his, his genre, if you will? Well, since you were looking at Spotify, I then looked because I use Apple Music. I just looked to see what he's classified in Apple Music, and it's just alternative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, general. Um, which I feel general. like everything will put, they'll put alternative if there's like, this is genre less because it doesn't fit under pop, it doesn't fit under country, it doesn't fit under rock or rap yeah. or, you know, like they're like, it's not under these like six things. Alternative. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, so most of what you listen to is alternative, uh-huh. but it's uh-huh. very, very eclectic. Yeah. Like alternative to me just means it's out of the mainstream of what is popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And like, just looking, Hosier is not a traditionally popular person. Like every time I'm like, the, I my kids are always like, "Who's what music do you listen to?" And I'm like, "I listen to Hosier." And they're like, "Who?" And I'm like, "Take me to church." And they're like, "Oh, like they don't, <laughs> they don't, yeah, no." And like the kids are too obsessed with their their Ariana's and their Doja Cats, which <laughs> and. And their TikTok you know, memes, which honestly... Like, I don't even all, know what that second word you said was. All those music <laughs> is so great. How do you not... 
we're gonna have to. <laughs> That'll be a post podcast conversation about this. Sarah, death. you're 80 years old. I swear. I know this. <laughs> anyway, Fully aware. so um, I'm looking on Wikipedia, and underneath his full name, Andrew John Hosier Dash Burn, which is crazy. He's got the most Irish sounding name. I swear. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Bes- the only thing that could make him more Irish sounding if his middle name was like Kieran Flannery. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, genres: blues, indie rock, soul, R and B, folk, blues rock, and indie pop. And I think that is totally like all of these things make sense to me because a lot of his influences are surprisingly not like Florence Welch, as everyone would like to believe, have you believe. <laughs> it's it's black artists, right? He is 100% obsessed with, like, all of the music that came out of the South in the 60s, in the 50s, all of this Black music, and in particular, Black women, mm-hmm. like, singers and songwriters and stuff. Which, on his second album, mm-hmm. the, he, main, the main song, would you call it? The lead single is what yeah. it's called. Great. Is Nina Cried Power. Type and, Nina Simone. I was going to say, yeah. is Nina, is Nina mm-hmm. Simone one of them? Yep. Yes. So Nina Cried Power is um, a duet with a, another person from the 1960s, um, from the Staples singers, Mavis Staples, who, by the way, gave him the cutest nickname of all time. He, she calls him Hosey. I love it. <laughs> and I'm just Horrible. like, and I just love their friendship so much. Like, she's... So like seventy plus and itty bitty, and he's just this, and she's like a the oldest black grandma, and I love her so much. But she's also like she feels the spirit, and she's a power like this like she's like she's saying for Dr. King mm-hmm. with her sisters mm-hmm. and her dad, which is crazy. Um, and he's like this giant white boy from Ireland, and they just are like besties in my mind. And I was just like, I love them so much. Anyway, um, but she's on that album, on that mm-hmm. that track, and all of the people that are the Nina cried power is like the thing that got me back into Hosier, right? Wait, that really? Yeah, yeah. No, but that's like that song in particular song. because yeah, I was listening to this podcast called Song Exploder, and that like he they were taking it's a, the song the pod, podcast is like they take apart the songs but they interview the creators of the songs like the producers the writers the artists um all that stuff but for hosier he writes produces and performs all of his own music so he it was basically him and then mavis staples and then like the guy that they got in to like help executive produce because you know whatever right and Mm -hmm. it was so fascinating listening to him talk about how he like how he wrote the lyrics because it's all about woke culture right it's not about Mm -hmm. being it's the and the first the the opening line of that song is it's not the waking it's the rising Mm -hmm. so it's not enough to just be woke you have to rise up and do something about it and that's Mm -hmm. what and he did that and the whole thing is like about how all of these artists in years past have used music to fuel the movement Mm-hmm. And it's like an ode to the power of music. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's incredible. And one of the, there's like all the, it's like Nina cried power, Springsteen cried power, Woody cried power. Um, 
James Brown cried mm-hmm. power. Like it is. Mm-hmm. And then, and then on top of that, if you listen to that song, it's great. But for when he performs it live, he's got a whole secret other verse. Oh, that's right. And you noticed it. And um, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So many more people are listed. <laughs> yeah. So to draw, oh. to draw, Mariah and I saw him last year in LA in October. <laughs> and it was incredible. Oh my gosh. It was, to, um, there have been two concerts in my life that have like been mind-blowingly incredible. And that was the first one. Like, holy cow. For one, like everyone is always, I feel like a little bit more rock and roll in person. Oh, yeah. And for how slow his songs will be on the album in person, you're like, oh, man, this is a moving. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, <laughs> they, the sounds on the, like, his live sound is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the albums are overproduced. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> like, when you see someone and they are better in person than when you hear it, yeah. I, that's a true talent. And, tr- Truthfully, I remember even just I was so um obviously I'm in Colorado, so I flew out to LA to see him and hang out with Mariah and some other people I know. And I was just like telling friends, like, yeah, I'm really excited to see him because honestly, this is like a make or break. Because I don't like love him, but I also don't hate him. I adored his first album. His new album is great, but it's also kind of like eh, I could go either way. And I left completely obsessed. he's so good completely obsessed (laughs) i was like i was sitting in the wrong section like we were we were (laughs) oh man like i was the only person in the section that was like i know every single word i was like rocking and rolling (laughs) like i was like this yes it's not the song and it's still yeah like like I like even yeah. songs like for like not foreigners got what there was one song that he played that like everyone was like have you fucking know the words of the song uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I was like because I actually am a like yeah I, I, we I, both we know we know that yeah mm, we yeah got it. Um, <laughs> but he he walked the thing too okay we're just gonna go down the the concert path are you oh ready Sarah <laughs> sure go for it <laughs> so so Mariah I have two things and then yes and then okay so for one he started out the entire concert with as it was which is which when twice. you listen to his album it is one of the slower more like melancholic songs and he comes out and it is just his six foot five stature on stage in a red spotlight playing this song and it is slow and it is quiet and it was so good. You like, could hear a pin drop outside yeah, of what he was doing. it was incredible. And then whatever the second song was comes on and his whole band comes out. And they legitimately, he is so tall that most of the band is on a platform behind him so that when he can turn around, he is eye to eye with them. <laughs> it's, <laughs> while, while it's they are stupid. Playing. He's stupid tall. Like, it's stupid funny because if I, I honestly didn't know how tall – like, we'd kind of talked about it, but I don't think I knew numbers. Like, it was just like, oh, he's really tall. And I was like, great. Like, Adam Driver's really tall. No. <laughs> like, he's he's like a – he's a cryptid. He's like Bigfoot. Like, yes. <laughs> like, okay, so, yeah. Like, watching the, the stage technicians try oh to gosh. adjust his mic stand so and funny. having them have to – they're on their tiptoes. Extend their arms on their tiptoes to make it tall enough. <laughs> and then Pure he would comedy. still like have to like adjust it. And then yeah, he would still come out and just adjust it. Because I, I honestly, because he also wears boots. 
Yeah, and <laughs> he, he doesn't because like, he's not tall enough. He's got to wear it in heel. <laughs> yeah, and he he's all legs and arms, which you really don't get until you see him live, and you're like, oh, hello. He's he's like he's literally like a like Gumby. Yes, like yeah. awkward arms, and it's just great. I like. Yeah. But you put an instrument in his hand, and suddenly he's like, magic. It's magic. It's like rock and roll. And I'm like, hell yeah. Um, Right? So So here's my second favorite part. Are you ready? Yes. So Nina cried power, especially in our day and age. People were like, oh my God, this is your protest song. So he comes on stage and he he can chat. This gentleman can chat. And he is up on stage just talking away. Somebody's like kind of strumming on the guitar behind him. And he's like, you know, people like talk about how this is my protest song and this and that. And it's really not. So anyway, I've been writing this other song, and it is a protest song, because I decided I do need to be a protester. So here you go. You guys are, like, the fifth people to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And like, then he proceeds to play Jackboot Jump. Which... And we are, like, literally, like, the fifth concert. He is, it's not even recorded yet. Like, his recording studio hasn't heard this song yet. Literally, it dropped a month later. But the way he goes, it, no, Nina Cried Power is not my protest song. He goes, but I guess I decided I should have a protest song. So here you go. And he literally was like, here you go. And then just started playing. <laughs> yes. It's so It speaks great. a lot of a person. Like, he wasn't waiting for applause. He didn't. He never said his name. Did you it's, notice that? Yeah. He introduced everyone on stage every single person and never said who he was it was so weird which is i think kind of the draw because there's there's a deep humility to that that you just don't see mm-hmm. it, especially i mean truly to be in front of people on stage you have to have pretty decent ego i couldn't do it mm-hmm. I, I would i would die and so the fact that he's like i just like being up here for the music here you go and you're like oh my god you're actually just here for the music <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and also the global reach that he has to like do yeah. things that he wants to yeah. talk about yeah um which by the way this if you are looking for a mostly unproblematic white boy to stand listeners this is the man for you he literally <laughs> has a podcast that's like made through unicef uh yeah through yeah global citizen <laughs> global citizen yeah um but they do work with unicef in the united nations for sure they do <laughs> But well, I couldn't remember. It was, but he like interviews, he interviews like social people. Yeah. Is that so the right? yeah, yeah. So he it's mostly talking about um, like social activism through yeah. any means necessary, basically. So um, let me just list because there's only ten episodes. So I'm just gonna list the people he talks to. And, like so, episode one like who he talks to and then like what mm-hmm. what the tagline is so um annie lennox of eurythmics fame um on mm-hmm. feminism is a global issue then he talks to bono about the hiv and aids crisis and how it uh, symbolizes inequality he talks to nick grono about how modern slavery still exists and how he like and how his organization helps to stop it um then mavis staples <laughs> And the tagline is, racism in America wasn't defeated in the 1960s. It still exists. And I'm like, oh, now. And this is pre-COVID, pre-George Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. And she, that episode, by the way, is her talking about, like, literally, they're just, he's like, so what do you want to talk about? And she's just like, just, 
she weaves tales for like 40 minutes just talking about how this like one incident that happened to her when she went down south into like a sundown town while she was on tour with her her family and it's like the scariest thing i've ever heard and i'm like you know what i love you um <laughs> i love yeah. you, mavis you're the yeah. best <laughs> like really got me listening to more mavis staples and staples singer stuff um but he also talks to M- marcus mumford about like how he dealt with the grenfell tower situation in london um hugh evans of global citizen and like how he made global citizen he also like, but my three favorite ones are the ones that happen at the end, like the last three episodes. The th- episode seven, he talks to Ifra Ahmed, who is a um, so- Somalian, I think, Somalian mm-hmm. Irish immigrant. Like, so she is a refugee, um, and she talks about female genital mutilation and how it happened to her as a mm-hmm. child, and um, how she grew up in as a refugee in Ireland, and how she's like working to make. FGM, female genital mutilation, like, um, a more talked about thing, and then, like, pushing legislation to make it illegal, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy because in her community, that's totally flowered upon. And so she's, like, coming, like, getting it from all sides. Um, then Calmor Gorman, who I was like, how come I kind of recognize that name? It's the guy who is, um, when he was sexually assaulted as a child through the Catholic church in Ireland. And his story is the one that like blew up in the nineties about that, like got the whole ball rolling on like what was going on in the church behind closed doors and stuff. Okay. And then, yeah. Cause I think his name is mentioned in spotlight. If you ever right, watch that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They talk about him. So like, that is a, like the longest episode and it's riveting to listen to because I kind of didn't really know that much about it. Um, and just listening to Orgorman speak was insane. Um, in the last episode, he talks to president of Ireland, Michael Higgins, who is the most Irish person you've ever heard, but it's like all about dealing with like what happens when people are so against each other and going, talking about tradition and like meeting that with the president. And it's just like very intense. Um, but the beautiful thing about all of these, his whole podcast is that he is literally just there to ask questions and listen. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what he does. He just listens to them. Like, mm-hmm. he talks at the beginning, and he and sometimes he'll go, motherfucker, really? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. Like, I, I, if you are, like, listening, wanting something else to listen to, give it, give it a listen. It's really intense. Um, but in, in addition to all that, he also is, like, part of, um, a couple of different things like uh where is it I, I had it and then it was gone i found it okay so he's part of an organization called home sweet home which um he's in with a bunch of other irish people irish celebrities and they took they took over an, an office building legally in dublin and they gave it to 31 homeless families which is like super great um and then <laughs> what brought all this up was jack boot jump mm-hmm Mm-hmm. He, the man himself, has now decided and has, he was got silent for like a week while he made this happen. All of the proceeds for, since like, I believe June 13th, forever on, all the proceeds to that song, whether it's bought or streamed or whatever, will go to the NAACP and Black Lives Matter. Yay! Like he is not getting a cent for it. And I'm yeah. just like, holy shit. Yeah. Which, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 
I just, I want to talk about that song because it hit home so well in October of 2019. <laughs> it hits. It, it continues to more. hit. So the reference is one I did not know because I never read 1989 or whatever. By 1984, girlfriend. Whatever. I never read it. Thank you. Um, but it's kind of like the jackboot comes down on people who are trying to stand up. So it's kind of a hopeful protest song because it's talk, he talks about the protests in Hong Kong and protests in Russia and all these other things that are happening. And he's like, the jackboot doesn't feel the need to step on people unless they are making change and doing something. So even though it feels like the world is falling apart, you're actually, this is amazing. And like what people are doing is great. And I just think, I mean, too, like the audience was so quiet when he was playing that song. For one, he had just told us that we were like the fifth people to hear it. <laughs> but also just like the words are so poignant. Yeah. Like, and so that lyric that she, that Corey is talking about, I have it on my computer screen. Um, I see it every single day and it's all around the world. You'd think that things were looking rough, but the jackboot, jackboot only jumps down on people standing up. So, you know, good things are happening when the jackboot needs to jump. Mm-hmm. Like... If you're getting, it's like the whole like video game thing. If you're getting a lot more enemies thrown at you, it means you're growing and you're getting better. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Um, Sarah. Yeah. Because you've been sitting listening to us talk for like literally 30 <laughs> minutes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. I'm enjoying myself. I know, but I want to hear more from you. Um, <laughs> what is it? Like, what are some of your, if you have any. Uh, what are some of your favorite Hosier songs? Yeah, so um, I definitely... And why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I think I'm pretty certain Take Me to Church was the first one I ever heard. Right. But I also heard two other songs from his first album from Through So You Think You Can Dance. Oh. Um, they ha- there are two different dances that were choreographed. Um, one is to... Uh, like real people do is that what the <gasps> song is called yes. mm-hmm. yeah um and Such then a I good think song. F- i'm not a hundred percent accurate or certain i think there and there was another one sorry guys my sister just flipped me off oh um, rude i know right so um i'm pretty certain take me to church was the first song i heard but I had heard two of his other songs. I'm pretty certain I've heard two of his other songs through So You Think You Can Dance because um, they used the songs when they choreographed these pieces. And the first one was like Real People Do. You love it. And it, it's like a really beautiful yeah, just piece. You can Google it, YouTube it, So You Think You Can Dance like Real People Do. Um, and then I'm pretty certain Work Song was one. That or my <laughs> sister Kelly told me about it. Um, oh yeah. my god work actually, song yeah mm. i learned a lot of that's how i found some of my new music was just watching so you think you can dance oh nice and being like oh i like this song um but i really do so i like i said earlier i listened to the album again kind of like remind myself and prepare mm-hmm. for this evening and um i would say like real people do is one of my favorite songs of his like probably even over take me to church Um, agreed (laughs) it's just it's really beautiful and um yeah it just 
I like the realness of it. I'm not like I don't like a ton mm-hmm. of overly done and artifice and stuff. And it was just really simple and beautiful. So. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite lyrics of all time is in work song because the bitch invented romance. Um, right? <laughs> it was 23 when it happened. It was 2013. Um, when my time comes around, lay me gently in the cold, dark earth. Mm-hmm. No grave could hold my body down. I'll crawl back home to her. Yeah. Excuse me? So good. Yep. Excuse me? Yep. Bitch invented romance. Yep. Uh, but I'm so glad that So You Think You Can Dance is doing, uh, was doing Hosier. We love to see it. And thank you for yeah. sharing. Uh, both of those are from his self-titled first album. Um, and I'm glad that you like them because they're my, well, some of my faves. But they're all my faves. Anyway, Corey, <laughs> what are some of your favorite songs? I really like the song he did for Tarzan. Right? It is right? so good. And he hates it. Like, when you listen to him, he's like, I don't know. I wrote it, and it, like, it wasn't that great. I, whatever. And I'm like, He wrote it in a honey, month. Honey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like No One Fucks With My Baby. Mm, yes. But also, somebody after... After um, Rise of Skywalker, they put that song to the scene where Ben Solo and Rey um, share the lightsaber in like the dark place or whatever. Do Dang. you remember this? That's yeah. That yeah, I remember this vividly. I'm seeing it in my brain. Yeah, like... but so like the minute they share the lightsaber, that song comes up, and I was kind of like, um, can we can we talk to somebody and fix this scene because this song is literally perfect for this like, moment. Literally, <laughs> like and, like and that's the actual name of nothing fucks with my baby is actually NFWMB, right? Because you know, marketability. Uh-huh. And also it's way funnier that way. Yeah. Um, but like that entire song is just like, feels very like Greco Roman, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. gods and giants. Yeah. Very cinematic. It literally works really well with the lightsabers and yeah and you're like oh this is incredible like this is his ability to write songs and that was just off of the ep that he released before the album came out yeah which by the way i the new take oh my god (laughs) wasteland baby the album is incredible that is like everybody like i understand that people are like but the first one is better but i'm like i i get it but Wasteland Baby hit me when I was hitting my existential crisis last year, and I went through a period of maybe, I don't know, seven and a half months where I listened to nothing but, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, <laughs> it's, it's just, it hit me in a way that music had not in at least a decade. Yeah. And... In a way that also brought me back from the edge. In a way, okay, listen, guys, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to k-word myself. I promise. Um, but it was just like a very dark place that I was in for like a week, and listening to that album just brought me out of it. Yeah, because I was watching, like the reason I what did that was, I was just like on Tumblr 
and somebody posted screenshots of him do, Hosier doing an AMA on Reddit about his new album. And it's like, well, what should I do to like, what, like, why am I, why should I listen to your new album? And he's like, it's a war. All I want it to be is a, a nice, warm handshake. <laughs> and I was like, yes. what? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? So I literally was like, okay, let's take a listen. And listened to the whole thing and cried mm. like the whole time. And it was like a healing process for me. So like, I yeah. am very much emotionally connected to that album. <laughs> like I bought the actual hard copy of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The vinyl. the vinyl. I have the vinyl of it. Yeah. And I didn't even have a fucking record player <laughs> and now i do we and, had the vinyl yeah and now i do and the two vinyls i own are both are the self-titled and wasteland baby like those are the only two that i own like i own like the um, what amount of change that i've seen in my past year and i have like and hosier is the soundtrack of it which is why I feel so passionately about all of the songs. And, like, him as a person, like, great. We love to see it. But, like, and it's awesome. But, like, these songs really are ingrained in my memory. Like, my mom talks about Cat Stevens and mm-hmm. Elton John. Like, they're gods. And I'm like, this is this is my Cat Stevens. Like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> like, this is yes. my Elton John. This is my queen. Like, yeah. This is my yellow submarine. Like, that's, like, the album my mom, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, my mom is, like, Madman Over the Water, T for the Tillerman, and I'm, like, Wasteland Baby. Like, and then, which, by the way, I was starting to listen to T for the Tillerman by Cat Stevens. Have you listened to that album? That's Not the thing I'm recently. loving this week. Oh, my God. Oh, anyway. good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I, like, trying to pick a favorite Hosier song is, like, trying to pick a favorite child. Difficult but doable. (laughs) (laughs) This is no Sophie's choice. (laughs) Um, But I have like different, like different categories, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I'm just going to go with like, what's my favorite on self-titled? I had one more. Oh yeah. The parting glass. (gasps) His new single. Oh my God. It is so (laughs) Irish. it's an isn't it yes is it actually his song or is it the irish song it is it's the irish like song yeah yeah like the one that like ed sheeran's done it as well yes but just the way i hit it's like um florence and the machine does a version of stand by me that uh Mm -hmm. is almost better than the original yeah Mm -hmm. this is like yes like i (laughs) Oh my god. This is how I feel about the parting glass. I'm like, hi, sir. Y- you can just sing this song to me for the rest of life. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, the the amount of feeling that he has in it mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Because it, mm-hmm. was, it was done on TV. Yeah, did um, you watch his performance of it? Oh my god. It's just him, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he introduced him on stage when we were there. And it's just, like, his best friend from forever. And they just Oh my god, Alex Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, it's just them two on stage. His musical director and best friend, and mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. love them so much. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> yeah, his best friend, who's probably six foot 
and looks so tiny. On it's stage. ridiculous. <laughs> Seriously. But um, the parting glass, like, it hurts because it's dedicated to all of the people that died in Ireland because of mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. Like, oh, he's I saying that part. Yes. That's I why he's... it's like that. That's so good. And then he did Bridge Over I'm Troubled go Water. I'm going to go cry now. Oh, my God. And then he did Bridge Over tro- Troubled Water that was dedicated to all of the essential and healthcare workers that have been doing everything that, that's been going on during COVID in Ireland oh. for, for comic relief. And can I, I say love, something he has I done? love Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. And I love Hosier. So it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. His version is on par with the original, which is not hard to do. Sorry, which is very hard to do, especially by yourself. Yeah. Like he was, it's, the man is so stupid, talented. I hate him. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Sorry. we have other things to say. Continue. I just, just really quick. Um, I think for one, you kind of hit the nail on the head with like, why, I think why people really do love him because he is, he is an unknown in a world where we know everything about like Kim Kardashian's life. Yeah. So he is a man who legitimately like, we know snippets about his life from what he will release you know like you know the name of his dog and that he has a dog and you know (laughs) kind of like the county in ireland where he resides but then that's it but then you know that he is here is his music and like he is here for the music and i think that is something that we have missed for a while is just having art for the pure sake of art and not having to know every little thing about someone's life you know what he wrote what this mm -hmm, is though hosier mm -hmm. is like the human version of the great british bake-off Oh my gosh, it's so true. It's so true. (laughs) And then the other thing, so now that you said that was part of COVID, something that he was doing in the beginning, and I think he's still doing it, but you know how like in March and April, a lot of artists are going live and like streaming live to like do concerts for people and like everything. Mm-hmm. He did a live mm-hmm. streaming, but all of the proceeds were going towards this charity organization in Ireland that helps children who are stuck in domestic abuse situations. Because he's like, look, for a lot of us, we get to stay at home. We don't have a job, whatever. Like, we're at home and it's fine. There are so many people who being stuck at home is literal hell. It -hmm. is literally, like, the most unsafe place, you know, and and that there was this, like, this hotline that people can call. And I guess this hotline is just they got, like, triple the amount of calls that they normally get once lockdowns started. And he was doing... I just, he was doing charity for that. And I, and I think he was truly doing it for the sake of charity. You know how there's a lot of people who, and honestly, myself included, like you do something to make it look like you feel good or something. Mm -hmm. But he was truly Mm -hmm. like, I'm worried about these children. Like we have to do something. What is the phrase you say, Mariah? It's like doing good for the sake of feeling good. Yeah. Versus doing good out of selfless reasons. Yeah. You're, so he's doing good. I, he does good out of, like, because I do good things for selfish reasons. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, again, we don't know him. Maybe he's doing good things for selfish reasons, but he's really good at making it feel like mm-hmm. he's not. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's genuinely seems to be a good person, unlike me. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> We are like fine people, and then there's Hosier. 
we really need to stop putting him on a freaking <laughs> pedestal. I know, because then he's going to turn into J.K. Rowling. And we're gonna oh, have to... I know. Won't uh... that be awful? Um, <laughs> anyway, or he could go the way of Cat Stevens and just be unproblematic forever. Perfect. Um, we love to see it. So, me trying to pick my favorite Cozier song is like, I, there's too many. Um, so instead, I have created an introduction to Hosier, the playlist, filled with all of my favorite Hosier songs. Okay, Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready, kids? And each yep. one has its own introduction tagline. All right. Okay. Is this First, one you sent to that one girl? This is the one that I sent. I sent the so backstory on this. One of my coworkers was like talking at the beginning of the school year to some other people on the other side of the room. Um, and I'm going to go see this concert. Uh, it, it, who, who's your, and I literally just perked <laughs> up, turned around, was like, are you talking about Hosier? She had never heard any songs besides Take Me to Church. And I was like, I will email you a list of the songs plus a Spotify playlist so that you can familiarize yourself with them. But it's not going to be overwhelming. You know, I just wanted to get you like a little taste of what's going on with this guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now she's like full blown 100%. She went to go see his, his show with like the literally like the week after, no, the day after uh, me and Corey went in another location and she was like, I'm in love with him. And I'm like, I know, I know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. you would be like, he's great. Um, anyway, so number one, ooh, a bop. <laughs> <laughs> Guesses. What is the name of the song? Dinner and Diatribes. No. Oh. It is, but that song is great. That song's, in my opinion, about pegging, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Jacqueline Wilson. Oh, okay, fair. So, and for those, the, for, just so you guys are aware, um, one of my kids actually sang this for the talent show, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jackie Wilson is based, like, is the whole thing of the song is that this guy is sitting at a bar and finds this girl walks in and she's so beautiful. He imagines a whole life with her. And then before he does anything about it, she walks out mm-hmm. like my Feel life, that. my yeah. like literally uh-huh. so good. Uh-huh. Next one. Folksy Wolksy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love all of your names. I know. It's going to give me so much joy. Oh, so good. So folksy wolksy. Does anybody have a guess for what the folksiest wolksiest song in his uh, catalog is? No, I have no idea. No. Shrike. Oh, yep. Shrike is in seven, eight time. It's a waltz. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And it's all done acoustically. And it's about a literal bird that literally picks up mice and shit, puts them and impales them on thorns and then eats them. Great. Excellent. But it's a love song, I promise. <sighs> and it's beautiful. It is right. probably, in my opinion, it is the most beautiful song he's ever written. It is. It is yeah, it is so good. Yeah. Next one. Cute music geekiness. <laughs> uh, this is Sing to noise making mm. it is my favorite song on the new album um and the whole song is basically he set a challenge for himself to write an entire song using the song titles of old jazz standards oh so the almost like i would say like 60 to 70 percent of that song is just the titles of jazz standards wonderful like the whole song is oh just kidding that's not it I mean, that's, it's sing to noise making is not it. No, no, no. Hold up. I was Hold like, up. 
That's not it. Just, it's almost sweet music. What am I talking about? That's what I'm talking about. That makes it's, a little more sense. Yeah, almost sweet music. <laughs> what the Listen, heck? I was just going to let you be the expert and go for no, it. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Also, I'm not to pressure you. I love you. <laughs> but we've been talking for 70 minutes. No, we haven't. We had many technical difficulties. <laughs> anyway. Oh, okay. Um, next one. I'm, I'm sure you'll know it because this one is the sheer capital R romance. Chef's kiss. What is that one, everybody? Of course. We've talked about it. My next one. (laughs) Wow. Is this song about werewolves? (laughs) Oh, uh, is it in the woods or whatever? Yeah, in the woods somewhere. (laughs) Apparently he wrote it about a dream he had, which I'm like, wow, that's incredible. How many mushrooms are you eating? Seriously, like, you must have been on drugs. (laughs) Next one. The best cover of all time, TM. The best cover of all time, TM. Nope. Say my name. Oh, that's true. He does yes. such a good say my name. Yep. So say my name, Hosier. Um, it mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. the best cover of all time, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to explain. <laughs> Excellent. Next yes. one. Oh. You like political activism? Jack would jump. No, that one's later. <laughs> <laughs> this one is Nina Cried Power. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Hmm. Let's use a weird metaphor. <laughs> um, that's going to be the new album. Nope. Old one. First one. First oh. one. Uh, Angel of Small Death and the Cocaine. Oh, no. That one's great. Codeine. That one's a, that one's a, would be like... Co- sorry. Codeine scene. Yes. Oh, a sm- angel of Small that. Death and co- the Codeine scene, which is literally... Um, the angel of drugs and orgasms. <laughs> we love to love see it, song. Mr. Hosier. I do love that song. Um, but the weird metaphor in this song is I am the literal devil as a serpent from Eden. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, but the version mm-hmm. that is best is the one that he's been playing on. He was playing on the Wasteland Baby Tour. Oh, oh my that was God. So yeah. There's, so there's tons of videos of it. If you just look up like from Eden slow... Or from Eden Wasteland Baby Tour. Oh my God, I was crying. Yeah. I'm crying. I'm crying now. <laughs> like, I'm fine. It's weird. It's fine. Okay, next one. <laughs> I've got two more on my playlist. Oh, Mr. Hosier, stop! You're making me blush. I don't know. That one's from the new album. This is Talk. Oh, literally yeah. the entire song is. I'm talking pretty, just so you'll drop your pants. Um, yeah, we have to talk about something after this. Of Keep course. Going. And the last one is <laughs> ACAB! <laughs> Jack Boot Jump. There we go. There we go. And that is my introduction to Hosier Playlist. I hope you enjoy. I love it. You missed one. Oh, what's my one? Cherry Wine. Do you want to make me cry on my yes. own topic? Yes. I can't listen to Cherry Wine because it hurts too much. It legitimately is one of the songs I play on repeat. But it is about domestic violence. Yeah. Like, oh. That's... And it is about, not but. I don't know. It's so, yeah. Sad. <sighs> Cherry wine is so sad. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, my friend who uh, literally went to go see um, Hosier the day after us. Fun fact. Uh, this was her ex-boyfriend's favorite song by him. <laughs> and I was like, 
I don't I think that might be a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know it's rough. It's rough when you yeah. But you know, I, I I'm like, I don't know that much about your relationship, so I'm not gonna say anything. But fun fact. Uh, I'll tell you the tea about that later. We're not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna air laundry about that. Like anyway, good. That's mean. No, <laughs> weird. No. Anyway. So here, I cannot give credit because I don't remember who posted it on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. But but and there's been so much posted about this on Tumblr. Let's be real. But the difference between his self-titled album and Wasteland Baby is the difference between someone with re- a virgin with requited love is his self-titled album, and a guy who finally gets to fuck everyone is Wasteland Baby. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> Um, but a, just my last, my actual last one that I think oh, that everyone yes. should listen to. Yeah. Um, if you want a song about the end of times, you should listen to the song Wasteland Baby. Oh, yes. Um, second most beautiful song he's ever written. I thought you were going to say no plan. No, literally Wasteland Baby a year ago hit and now more than ever hits <laughs> yeah like mm-hmm. it aged like a fine wine in the most <laughs> sad way possible like fair totally fair dude that entire album is so good especially for right now um but anyway i literally will talk about this guy and all of his songs till the cows go home so um please shut me up okay. no was there anything else you wanted to talk about or sarah did you have anything you wanted to add no, I had nothing else. <laughs> I think we hit all of your questions, Mariah. I think we did. We did great. We did great. All right. So thank we you for listening great. to me talk about freaking Hosier forever, basically. You're welcome. I love it. You are so welcome. Thank you. So what are we loving this week? I'm loving Tea for the Tillerman by Cat Stevens. It's my mom's, my mom was like super obsessed with it when I was, she was a kid. And then I was like, got to listen to it very, fairly recently for the very first time. And I was like, oh, what? Word? Ma, I think we're the same person sometimes. Like we, we are very different in very different ways. But like our taste in music is much more similar than she gives herself credit for. Like... <laughs> Um, but cat like that's that album is so good no skips and was written in like i think it was like 40 or 50 years ago and just so you all know cat stevens who's now now goes by yusuf because he converted to islam um he sounds exactly the same and he's like 70 oh my um, gosh which i'm like andy andy babe hosey Make it happen for me. Right? Seven, like <laughs> 40, 50 years down the line. Please be touring. Thank you. Um, <laughs> take care of yourself. Don't do too many drugs or alcohols. Just yes. like Mr. Yusuf. Um, but he's, the thing is, he's doing a re-release of this, of this whole album. And one of the songs is called From Father to Son. Or it's Father and Son or something. And so he's, it's really interesting because he's really re-releasing that song. And he's keeping the like the son part from when he was young man, and he's re-recording the old man father part as he is now, which is like mind blowing. Nice. So he's like singing a duet with himself. 
What the frick? <laughs> Mind so blown. It's so good. Give it a listen, y'all. It's it's just so good. And if you like Hosier or James Bay or any of them indie losers that I love, you'll love it. You'll love it. Great. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> Sarah, what are you loving this week? Um, let's see. Mm, I'm dog sitting, so I'm liking, loving getting to hang out with puppies. And they have a really great deck. Nice. There's a really beautiful view of Pikes Peak, so I'm excited. Nice. That's awesome. Um, I have been listening nonstop to Heartbreak Weather by <gasps> Neil, Neil? Nile 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 Horn. That song oh. is so good. <laughs> Just the whole album. The whole album on repeat. Yeah, that's that's what I've been loving. Truthfully. Give give it a listen, guys. Especially if you like kind of pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that like Nile Horn and especially Heartbreak Weather is like if you're like ah you're somehow Mariah you've convinced me to listen to Hosier, but you're like I don't want to dip my feet in like I feel like he like Nile Horn's mm-hmm. a good bridge mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. like the world of pop and the world of like this indie indie genre bending fuckery that I listen to and make it, <laughs> you have all listened to right now. Yes, absolutely. Such a good album. All right, well Sarah, what are, are we, we right? Yes, what are we Sarah. doing? Yes, Sarah, what are we doing next week? <laughs> We're gonna talk about Hamilton next week. Ooh, Hamilton, because yeah. you know, do in the trench and they swim in the French. I mean, what are you gonna do? Something? Like, yep. I know the words. I know the and words. Mariah is gonna let us know how much historical accuracy is missing. I haven't read the Hamilton, so that's. <laughs> I'm just going by what I know as a history teacher. Right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Drive Time Pod this week. We've had an excellent time talking about uh, Mariah's favorite artist, but, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, if you want to stalk us on Instagram and tell us how much we are changing your life for the better, <laughs> you can find us at the Drive Time Pod on Instagram, as I've just said. Or if you would like to pester us, you can email us with uh, the email the drive time pot at gmail.com we are dropping new episodes every wednesday and we cannot wait to see you again we will crawl from the ground back to you and such <laughs> sorry thank you thank, thank you, you. Bye. thanks for listening guys <laughs> bye, bye.